Hi, I'm Linda. And I'm Craig. And this is the Indie Travel Podcast at IndieTravelPodcast.com. It's episode 128, and this is our holiday travel guide. That's right. With the holiday season approaching, we thought we'd better take a show to talk about how we can stay sane while traveling over the busiest travel time of the year. <laughs> yes, indeed. I mean, it's stressful enough just with family. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> the, the huge numbers of people traveling can really make it tough. So we're going to run through some hints and tips, especially for air travel, to try and keep you sane. Yeah, that's right. I mean, November, December, and January are just really busy times for travel. Everyone's yeah. traveling. Everyone wants to go home and see their family. Everyone wants to go off for a holiday, and it just gets manic. Yeah. Well, we haven't been up to much this week. We're um, still in Auckland, where it's rainy one minute and then nice and sunny the next. Yep. Tr- typical spring weather for us. Yep. Yeah. Promise of summer. We've had a couple of days where we've been in t-shirts and it's a very nice thing. Yes. And typically for spring, I've come down with a cold. So if I croak out halfway through the show, you just get stuck listening to Linda for the next 10 minutes. Admittedly, I have a cold too, but Craig's a guy, so he's taking it worse than I am. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's what it's all about. Well, this episode of the Indie Travel Podcast is brought to you by worldnomads.com. WorldNomads.com provides great value global travel insurance. You can buy, extend, and claim online, even if you're already traveling. All policyholders also get free travel blogs, safety advice, and language guides for your iPod, which is all good. WorldNomads.com. Keep traveling safely. So let's get into our holiday travel guide of tips and advice to help us stay sane during the, uh, the busiest time of the year. Okay, well, number one, don't go. What? Well, I know. I mean, not really the best advice coming from us, but <laughs> if you can avoid traveling at this time of year, then avoid traveling at this time of year because it's the busiest, most expensive time to jump on a plane. And because it's busy, there's more congestion, there's less turnaround time and less slack for the airlines. Yeah. I mean, this is when you get your big delays. Um, Cancelled flights are almost inevitable. Yeah. So there's all this extra stress for the ground crew and the airlines, which is compounded by all of the frustrated people at the airport. That's right. And also most of the people who are flying for the holidays are not experienced in airport etiquette or security rules. And even worse are traveling in large family groups, and groups always travel slower than individuals do. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I know that business flyers really hate this time of year. Totally. I mean, because they're used to being ultra-efficient. They fly every second day. They, you know? Yeah. All the road warriors, and they just kind of cringe and try and hide. Yeah, Mark Peacock yeah. talks about this from the Travel Commons podcast. Yes. Every year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it comes up. Every ah. year. <laughs> Yeah, because, I mean, the security lines slow down, people argue over their liquids, their paper knives, carry on baggage allowances. Anything that can go wrong goes wrong, and it's really <laughs> yeah. hellish, so, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we did a podcast on racing through airport security a little while ago, so look that one up if you haven't already heard it. Yeah, totally, um, because it will help both you and the people behind you in the queue. <laughs> <laughs> yep. If you're new to traveling in the airports, you know, if you're new to airport security, then that's definitely something to look at, because... It does. It just makes it easier if you know some of the things to expect. Mm, Sure thing. So you can find that on the site or in iTunes. Okay, tip number two. If you have to go, book now or preferably book last last month (laughs) or the month before that. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, the the prices are expensive now and then just not going to get any cheaper. So um, if you're going to book a flight, just book Book it. Yeah, Yeah. Um, waiting for a last minute sale. I mean, the airlines are all struggling to make a buck, but I 
would expect historically this is the time when they're all jam full so i don't think flights are going to get any cheaper and i haven't read anyone who thinks this is going to be a you know a strange year even with the economy that's right and um unless you're a frequent flyer god or goddess don't expect expect to be cashing your miles on boxing day either no. It just um, won't happen. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we just reviewed a book on frequent fly miles on the site, so that's worth checking out. Um, Chris Gabot from Art of Nonconformity wrote that. Mm-hmm. Frequent and, Flyer um, Master Yes, the name of the book. So, um, yeah, you can check that out if uh, free flights and earning lots of miles while you do your grocery shopping is your kind of thing. Yeah, it's an ebook and an audio on how to pick up millions, well, hundreds, thousands, <laughs> lots of frequent fly miles. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yes. Hey, uh, one recommendation on booking, which goes all through the year, but is probably especially valuable over the next couple of months, is try and book your flights early in the morning. Yeah, get the early morning flights. Yeah, because uh, most leisure travellers will pick one that's mid-morning or afternoon or late afternoon. Yeah. And so, I mean, the airport's not going to be less congested over Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, but you get the idea. And... If a morning flight is five minutes late, it's only five minutes late. Yeah. But when it leaves the gate five minutes late, it means the next plane is five minutes late getting to the gate, which means that it'll probably board 10 or 15 minutes late, which means when it pulls out into the runway, um, it will have lost its slot in the queue. So it'll sit on the tarmac for a while, waiting on a new slot to become available as all of the other planes begin to back up behind it. So you get this cumulative knock-on effect all through the day. So you end up spending Christmas sitting on the airport floor. Yeah, that's right. Not very fun. It does mean you have to get to the airport early, which might be logistically a bit more difficult. Mm. But it's definitely worth it for the the stress saved later in the day. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Um, next tip number three is to think contrarian and around Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, this means go heaps earlier and leave heaps later. Yeah, totally. Have a longer holiday. Where is the problem here? (laughs) (laughs) Yep. I was trying to find some stats on this and faircompare.com had really good ones. Um, they looked at historical data from the last few years and they reckon that the best time to fly for Thanksgiving, if you're in the States, is before November 21 and returning after November 31. So wait until December mm-hmm. um, before you fly back again. There's no such date as November 31. Isn't there? No, it's November the 30th. Really? Yeah. Oh, well, I wrote that down wrong. <laughs> <coughs> that, so yeah, I mean, you're right. Wait until December to come yeah. back. Yeah. If you can get a flight on November the 31st. You're, you're in. <laughs> in. If you know what else at the airport, I can guarantee you that. <laughs> also, um, the worst dates for flying around Thanksgiving are November the 24th, 25th, and then 28th and 29th, not surprisingly, mm-hmm. really. Yeah, just either side of that. And then for Christmas, the worst dates were December 20th and 23rd. I don't know. It seems weird. Yeah, it was. It was really weird. And then um, January 3rd for New Year's returns. Maybe it's, was that, were those Mondays or something? Or well, maybe it's the day of the week? I don't know. Some Might people would be. be going, you know, taking a whole week off, and yeah, yeah. it's just a bit strange. Maybe it was between the 20th and 23rd, and I wrote that down wrong as well. That's possible. I'm really bad with numbers. Yes, you are. <laughs> yes. But one thing that you could do if you're booking your tickets for the holidays is to actually fly on the holiday itself. Our gamer traveller on Twitter said that he flew last Thanksgiving and had surprisingly little hassle. 
probably because everyone wants to be at their destination for the holiday. Mm. But if you fly on the day and you've got most of your things planned for the evening, then you're in. Yep, absolutely. Or if you just convince your entire family to move everything forward or backwards a couple of days. Definitely a good idea. um, Yeah, you're sorted. And so you avoid all the crazy queues and hassle and, yeah. It's definitely a good idea. Because no one wants to be in the airport then. Sweet. Um, Next up. Tip number four, pack light. I know we speak about this all the time, but packing light really is... One of the most amazing things that you can do to help yourself out. It's the best thing you can do to save yourself time and hassle and probably money as well. Especially during such a high pressure time, there's a likelihood that your check-in bags might not end up in the same place you're at. So they might get rerouted to another destination. And, you know, spending your holiday in the same pair of undies isn't that fun. Maybe. You got personal experience with this? (laughs) Not personal. I mean, one thing you can do is always carry a spare pair of undies in your carry-on luggage. Uh Uh-huh. Very smart. Very smart. I always take a toothbrush with me. Mm Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, that uncle that always gives you socks and undies for Christmas, that gift might actually come in handy that year. I've never had an uncle give me undies for Christmas. Really? Maybe you have. Yeah, well, it's a guy thing. (laughs) Bonding. Great. (laughs) Anyway, packing light. So getting down to one carry-on bag is the key. I mean, we've spoken about this on and on and on and on and on forever. So I'm sure you've heard it before. And we've got all sorts of packing list stuff. So go to IndieTravelPodcast.com and check the archives for packed light if you need some advice because it's all there. Indeed. And just to reiterate a main point on packing light... Um, think about security. Check your local liquids rules. Mm. What? How big are the liquids you're allowed to take on? Yep. Um, how do you have to pack them? Um, standard for people outside of the US is no more than a liter, and every pack has to be less than 100 mils. That's right. So you can have a bag full of five or six different bottles, but the total amount can't be more than a liter. Yep. And each individual item less than 100 mils. So yeah. they're quite tiny, really. But if you go to the pharmacy or, you know, most most local supermarkets have small containers. So just buy yeah. those and use those instead. Also, sharps. Make sure you don't pack your pocket knife and your carry-on. Leave it at home. Don't take scissors. Mm-hmm. And even nail scissors are often confiscated, which is sad. Yeah. Or nail clippers, even, which is just Ridiculous. Freaking, yes, rid- I'm not quite ridiculous. sure. I mean... Remember, it's not really security. It's the security showtime fun. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Another thing to think about is gifts, because if you're trying to pack light, but you're also trying to take all your gifts with you, it's um, a bit of a difficulty. And it is the time of gift giving. So, you know. Just cards for everyone. It's awesome. Well, yeah, I suppose you could Cheap, give vouchers. Effective. Yeah. (laughs) You could give something small and flat. You could do some artwork. You buy artwork or you could buy vouchers or you know what? You could buy a year's subscription to the ITP magazine and then, you know, we'll organize the delivery for you and that'll be sweet. Yes. <laughs> well, or, that's lots of fun. <laughs> <laughs> or you could consider packing, uh, posting your gifts to the place that you're staying so mm-hmm. that you don't have to carry them with you on the plane. Yeah, I don't know what you're like, but I trust the postal system to get things to my destination a bit more than I trust an airline to mm. get my checked baggage to Seriously. the same destination as me. So yeah. depending on what you're sending, where you're sending it to and where you are, of course, the economies are going to you know, play around differently. But if you have to pay a big extra amount to check a bag yeah. and then you weigh in the 
cost of getting that bag confiscated, it might actually... Uh, not confiscated, sorry, lost. Yeah. It might actually work out for you to just chuck it in a courier bag and yeah. and send it. Of course, it might be best if when you're buying these gifts, you just look for small light things that you can put in your carry bag, you know, jewellery and the like. Mm-hmm. Underwear, it's quite small. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I always accept cash at Christmas time. <laughs> so, yeah, um, electronic gift certificates really work well as well. Yeah, like there's so many options. Just on an email. Just consider it. When gift buying, consider how you're going to get it with you Mm -hmm. while you travel. Next point, point five, I believe, insurance. It's definitely worth looking into travel insurance. As you know, we use World Nomads and they're sponsoring the show, so it's worth checking them out. (laughs) (laughs) Nice tie in there. Nice. (laughs) So go to IndieTravelPodcast.com forward slash shop forward slash insurance and get a quote. Yes. Um, So why would you get travel insurance even if you're just going for like a week or something? Yeah, if you're traveling in the UK, US, they can insure you if you're traveling more than 100 kilometers from home. So if you're just traveling within your own region, then they don't. But um, Yeah, it's still, even though they're a specialist travel insurance company, it still you know, counts that's it the, within the country. Yeah. And they also do ultra short-term packages. So if, it's just, if you're just going for a few days, you can still get travel insurance for that length of time, which is different to quite a lot of mm. travel insurance companies. Yeah, I think it's minimum a week. And obviously, the longer you're insured for the cheaper it becomes mm-hmm. per week but um yeah we use that quite a bit if we're going into a a slightly less salubrious area for a week or two yeah um we just pick up insurance for a couple of weeks and that has always worked out for us to be much cheaper than you know getting a long getting long-term ones when we didn't really need it but yeah. although we are about to book really long-term travel insurance with them so yeah <laughs> yeah we're about to, yeah for our trip next year we're gonna kick off for a whole year and i was pretty impressed with the prices in fact it was 150 bucks a quarter cheaper than a quote we got from a local budget travel agency yeah yeah they're definitely good 150 bucks a quarter per person it's that's going to add up. All right, well, let's move on to the next point. Yes, which is travel on the ground. That's right. Well, most of these tips have revolved around air travel, and you are going to be doing some ground travel as well. Once yeah. you land and before you <laughs> land, and, you know, you will be traveling overland at some point. I hope you're not traveling <laughs> overland before you land. That would be terrible. We'll be over the land. <laughs> Technically. <laughs> anyway, I'd recommend you make use of public transport yes. to avoid taxi fees. I mean, it's almost, almost always cheaper. Um, That's right. And unless if you're traveling with like a group of four people, a quarter of the taxi fare is sometimes cheaper than like a shuttle or something like that. Yeah, it's definitely worth investigating your options. And although public transport is also going to be busy because lots of people will be using it, um, sometimes it'll be a lot quicker than standing in line waiting for a taxi, mm. depending on which airport you're flying into. Yep. I know at Auckland Airport, if there's two of you, it's you know either taking the shuttle or taking a taxi works out about the same. Mm-hmm. It's definitely cheaper to go by shuttle if you are traveling alone. Yourself, yeah. But if there's three of you, then a taxi might be might be worthwhile. And also a taxi is in Auckland. A taxi is cheaper yeah i mean the um, shuttle only goes to the city and if you're going anywhere other than the city then a taxi's worthwhile yeah definitely but do a google search for the place you're going to and dig up the information in advance yeah a good site to use actually is to and from the airport.com oh i love that love that site it's so <laughs> useful i mean we use it all the time yeah it doesn't always have all the options but it usually does it's usually pretty comprehensive it is i mean the busier the airport the more 
information kind of information they have and the better it is and sometimes it has information that the airport site doesn't list you know like the local buses that are like just across the road (laughs) yeah dollar 50 instead of the 25 dollar airport shuttle that's right so definitely check out to and from the airport.com yes well overall traveling for the holidays traveling over thanksgiving in the states and christmas and new year and most of the world yeah um Plan, do your homework, then relax. Yeah, plan as much as you can in advance, and then on the day, just take a deep breath <laughs> yep. and chill, because stressing about it isn't going to help anything. Yeah, that's right. And, um, you know, there's only so much you can do. If your plane's been delayed by 20 hours, Yeah. getting angry about it will not make the plane engine work faster. That's correct. Or, you know, will not stop the snowstorm that's stopped everyone from landing exactly so just chill out yeah find something good about the situation you know, maybe you can meet someone have a good chat you know something yeah. good can come out of it <laughs> yeah yeah but i guess that's all you can say it is going to be insane and um my apologies if you've elected <laughs> to travel on these days <laughs> All right, well, finishing up, before we finish up, just a quick heads up on the next Indie Travel Podcast magazine. Yes. It's coming out on December the 1st, and it's going to totally rock. Yes. We've just got the proofs, and they look awesome. They do indeed. Um, so well, we'll talk about stories closer to the time, I think, but there's some really good stuff in there. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I did want to say is that the first edition of the magazine, which came out a couple of months ago, um, that's still free for download at IndieTravelPodcast.com forward slash magazine. Mm-hmm. But on December the 1st, when we put up the new one, you'll have to pay for... The previous one. The previous one. So the current issue of the magazine will always be free, but if you want the back copy, we're going to charge you for it so we can stop losing money and start... Making money. ...eating again. Yeah. Yes. It, it won't be much, <laughs> but um, if you want it free now, you can go to IndieTravelPodcast.com forward slash magazine yep. and get the last copy of the magazine yeah so you can read it there as a like a flip book kind of file or um right click on the pdf and just download that forever yeah um and we're going to be kicking off a membership section as well on december 1st and that will give you um a free copy of all of the back copies mm-hmm. and um discounts on things like travel insurance and travel gear um some people have asked for some exclusive content so trying to see if we've got time to do that and um high definition copies of the video show yeah which is good um zipped up archives of old shows that Mm -hmm. have disappeared from itunes sadly yeah it's terrible there's this technical thing where you can't get the Mm. after the rss fee it's a technical thing but files have started to disappear from the end of itunes you know they are three years old so (laughs) Fair enough. But anyway, if you if you do want those back copies, you can get them in the member center, and yeah. also things like discounts on travel insurance deals, eBooks, and stuff. Just stuff. Stuff. So it'll so, be great. Heaps of cool stuff. I mean, there's still going to be all the cool free stuff on the site. But if you want extra stuff, you mm-hmm. can have it. Yeah. So it's quite cool. Nice, nice. Well, thanks again to our sponsor before we finish up. Uh, today's sponsor has been World Nomads Travel Insurance at worldnomads.com. Yeah, don't forget that at worldnomads.com you can also support a Footprints community development project when you purchase your travel insurance online. Worldnomads.com. Keep traveling safely. Yes. And if you come to IndieTravelPodcast.com, you'll find the insurance link at the top of the page. And if you book using those links, we pick up a small commission. Yeah, so we'd like you to do that, please. Yes. Yeah, and also on that page, we have shared some of our experience with travel insurance and 
tell you why we chose World Nomads over the many, many, many hundreds of other companies <laughs> we could have chosen. Yes, indeed. Well, that's us. So until next week, travel well.